the latest iPhone, the NFL jumps on the TikTok train, and an insightful conversation with Lauren St. Williams of Phoenix Girl Boss. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hello, welcome back to Working Girl Talk. I'm so excited about today's episode. I recently sat down with Lauren St. Williams, the creator of the women's networking community called Phoenix Girl Boss. Today, I'm sharing our conversation and let me tell you, it is so good. I left feeling so inspired and motivated and can't wait for you to feel the same way. Before we get into the interview, let's dive into this week's news. Apple will be unveiling the latest iPhone on September 10th. This past week, members of the press received their invites to the latest iPhone unveiling at the Apple HQ in Cupertino on September 10th. The rumors have been swirling around the latest iPhone for months and the confirmation is finally here. TechCrunch reports that the event's invite features a swirling multicolor homage to the 80s Apple logo, which they say may point to a colorful new hardware possibly. In this era of fanny packs and filas making a comeback, it seems Apple is embracing the nostalgia as well. TechCrunch reports that the main feature of the event will be the iPhone 11. Rumors say the new iPhone will arrive in three different styles, the standard 11 replacing the 10R, and two other models set to replace the 10S and the 10S Max. The timing works out nicely with the holiday season coming up. We'll see what this new iPhone has in store, but if you're getting a new phone soon, maybe wait till next week to see what the 11 is all about. And next story, a few episodes back, I talked about the popular kids music app called TikTok. If you don't know about it, go listen to a few episodes back. I dive right into it. They've made a lot of headlines lately and they've just been growing and growing over the past year from more funding to acquisitions. The app is here to stay and one more company just joined in on the TikTok train, the NFL. Yes, you heard that right, the NFL. This week, the NFL and TikTok announced a multi-year partnership to bring NFL content to worldwide fans, which as we know, TikTok has a worldwide audience. This news is coming just ahead of the NFL's 100th season kickoff early this September, TechCrunch reports. An official NFL account has launched on the platform and in the future, series of NFL-themed hashtag challenges and other marketing opportunities for brands around NFL content. The account is already live and has behind-the-scenes videos, memes, and more inspirational content. As for the hashtag challenges, this is a way for fans to get involved, but the NFL is utilizing influencers too. Several popular TikTok creators and NFL clubs will join the fans in these challenges. Here's the super interesting part. TechCrunch pointed out that this This isn't the first time the NFL has jumped on a newer app. The NFL embraced a live streaming video on Twitter early on, they were the first sports league on Snapchat Discover, and they launched an Alexa voice app early on as well. I think it's working out for them. So when I talked about TikTok in episodes past, I made a joke talking about how working girl talk should get a TikTok account, and I actually think that needs to happen. I know a lot of us have hesitations about TikTok, and I definitely understand and agree, but the more I hear about it, the more I think it's the way things are going to go. So in a few years, when you're scrolling through TikTok, remember that working girl talk told you this would happen. (laughs) I'm going to do some testing around this and I will report back, but the way things are going, I think TikTok is just going to be even more huge. The real hard part about TikTok is that 
video content. You need to have good video content to survive on there. But the fact that the NFL is utilizing influencers too makes me think that this is going to be big because we know the influencer marketing arena is growing. So where can it grow next? Probably TikTok, especially with all the weird Instagram stuff happening. So I will report back with some testing and you may see Working Girl Talk on TikTok soon. And now for the moment you've been waiting for, our Working Girl Talk guest this week is Lauren St. Williams, the founder and creator of Phoenix Girlboss. Phoenix Girlboss is a collaborative community focused on highlighting the best that the Phoenix Valley has to offer. The community supports local businesses in many ways by sharing information online, collaborating, and offering many events and valuable resources to local women entrepreneurs and business owners. Phoenix Girlboss is known for its authentic community and amazing networking events. In today's episode, we talk about how Lauren built this awesome community. We talk networking events. We talk about moving from a new area and branding yourself in a different state. We talk about self-care and balancing it all. Please enjoy my conversation with Lauren. So excited to have you on the show today, Lauren. Thank you. So excited. So I'm sitting here with Lauren from Phoenix Girl Boss. And just to start us off, can you explain like just what Phoenix Girl Boss is, like what the mission is to maybe somebody who doesn't know? Absolutely. So Phoenix Girl Boss is primarily an online platform, mostly through Instagram, uh, but growing on Facebook and other platforms. And it is a community of women that's really a collaborative community. So we engage women of all types. A lot of women in the community are entrepreneurs or have a side hustle or something like that. And a lot of women are professionals and just want that community sense and want to support local things. So that's exactly what it is. It's a total collective of all types of women who want to support each other, local businesses, and connect. Very cool. Love that. So how did this even get started? Like, how did you get into this? Because like that, for those of you that don't know, I, I actually met Lauren at an event. I didn't even realize she was the Phoenix girl boss because you're kind of hiding the seat behind the scenes for a while. <laughs> yeah. And now you're out there and like, that's just like, so you. So like, how did this even start? So it, it definitely has a birthing story, <laughs> but I feel like it, it started well before it was even an idea to be Phoenix Girl Boss. Um, from my experience and just like my past, I've always loved community in general, mm-hmm. like groups and sports and just anything like team, basically. Mm-hmm. So I've been involved in tons of groups and community type of activities my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I was really kind of lacking when after I left college, or I didn't leave college, I graduated college, <laughs> but from ASU, go Sun Devils, yes. and I went pretty much straight into the workforce, and I ended up working in finance for almost five years at a dealership, and so it's definitely a team effort, but it was way different than I was used to. I'm a very creative person, and this was definitely more paper, lots of structure, not a lot of color. (laughs) I felt like the walking highlighter in the place, you know, (laughs) and I worked with primarily men, uh, which definitely has a different dynamic, which can be positive. So I learned a lot, but I was kind of craving for that community sense and that just women um, that I was used to. So I 
it started with a friend of mine, and she and I actually had put together a wives group. At that time, I was getting married, newly married, knew a lot of other people that were getting married at the time, and and put that together. So that's kind of honestly where it started, (laughs) because um, that was our first time getting women together in that way. Mm -hmm. And we put together a Galentine's event. That was before Galentine's was even a really big thing, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> I had to Google it, like, is this, this a thing? You know, we're going to do this Galentine's thing. And then all of a sudden it just kind of took off. So that went on for a little while. And uh, then I discussed with her, you know, what if we were to get women together who didn't necessarily know each other since we knew most of the women in our circle mm-hmm. and see if they were interested in meeting other women, learning about them, and maybe what they are doing um, if they have a side hustle or, you know, they're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So that was where it came from. And it was really just based out of us both having a love for other women and supporting different types of events. And for me personally, getting out of this like male dominated world that I was living in, in my work environment and creating something new. So that's why it launched as an online platform. At the time, I didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> and uh, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, and I wanted to be able to commit to it uh, within the uh, time restraints that I had. So that's really kind of how it was birthed. We just brought some women together and said, hey, we're going to get some people together that you might not know, but they're probably like-minded and uh, you know, you might enjoy it. And so it went really well, and we did a follow-up Galentine's event. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time that we really got people together. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Love that. And as far as like the group where it is now, like how has it evolved? Like tell mm-hmm. me like from that first event to where it is now, like did you learn, have you like, is there like a specific learning moment? Like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't do that. Or like now you know what to do, like a better grasp. Cause I feel like you've been doing it for a while now. Like maybe it feels a little more comfortable than it did in the beginning. Sure. For sure. Definitely in the beginning because it was a small group of women, I was really comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was only about seven or eight of us, and mo- I had gotten to know them mm-hmm. from just even one experience. Like, once I meet someone, for the most part, I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, from there, it was a little difficult for me because, like I said, my time was very restricted. Mm-hmm. So we started just kind of going to other events, like, what can we support? And what can we help this online community know about that's going on in Phoenix? So at the time, I didn't really feel like there was a community for women to um, all in one place get to know about what's happening in the area. Uh, But at that time, there kind of was a boom of lots of other women's groups happening. So that was, I wouldn't say necessarily a learning experience, but an eye-opening experience that for me... I felt like there wasn't anything out there like that. Right. <laughs> and probably everyone else maybe was feeling the same way at the same time because mm-hmm. it seemed like those things were launching at the same time. Right. So initially I was like, okay, we're not doing events. <laughs> <laughs> There's already, you know, so many things happening that we can support. Why would we, you know, oversaturate and, and do that type of thing? So let's focus on building this community online and letting people know how they can do that. Mm -hmm. So I guess the learning experience after that point was people started asking for events. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that the need was already fulfilled. So, you know, I said, you know what, there's so many unique women and Phoenix is so large that 
maybe there is room for there to be so many and we can still support each other and it's you know not any type of competition because I didn't want that at all I never wanted that to come across that you know we were creating something similar to someone else and that we couldn't all mesh together Mm -hmm. so that was a huge learning experience that people were really wanting that Mm -hmm. and still seeing that there's a a need for it right which I feel like that touches on something that even like goes outside of this that sometimes people are afraid or they kind of like discount an idea Mm -hmm. just because they think it's already being done especially in this age of like social media where you get to see like you're exposed to so much of what people are doing so yeah like like thoughts on that like when people do feel like that is that just like basically kind of like turning your mind to like oh like you want that or like I guess like how do you find out if people want that Mm -hmm. or like if you do feel like what you're doing like because you don't want to copy someone like I feel like a lot of people especially in like this digital space or if they're they have a company that started out on the digital space they run into that a lot but I mean like no idea is original like how do you feel like people can get over that very good question I I think that what is important to remember is that you, you do have to stay in your own lane. You have to stick to what you know, what you feel like you can develop, what your strengths are, and where you can improve. And for me, I was hearing from other people that they just felt comfortable when we did start to have events. And not that they didn't feel comfortable elsewhere, but that they could feel that through even like our social media presence. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that with meetup type of events sometimes people are nervous to go and they don't you know feel like they're they're excited they see that something's happening but they're not really sure and so we started off doing free events where and that was just something for me that was really important I really wanted people to have the opportunity to come experience the women that were going to be there and for every time honestly to be unique it was just kind of rolling the dice like let's see who comes let's see Mm -hmm. you know how the how the vibe is and and it was always really great so Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to know that everyone is unique and whoever is you know either organizing something Mm -hmm. or creating something you're always going to have your own spin on it and you're always going to have you know, your core people that gravitate towards that because they may be more similar to to you and, and your vision as uh, opposed to something else that may just be different. So finding those similarities and some of those differences and just really, you know, grabbing hold on what's working for you. Right, exactly. I love that. And you like touched on so many things. Now I have like a million more questions. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so I guess, which this is actually something I wanted to talk about in my notes. I had this for you. Okay. So you talked about people being scared to maybe even attend these events. Like mm. you're excited, like when you see like, oh, that looks so fun, but you have that fear. Like maybe you have to go alone. Like you don't know anybody there. Like tips to get over that or like what's your thought on that? I always feel like as a person that, for, for me, when I was growing up, I was actually very shy. And I was kind of forced into situations by my mother, <laughs> who was like, you can't be shy in this world, you know, not too shy at least. And uh, I think just knowing if you get familiar with that feeling of kind of being fearful, but when you walk and step over that line, you know you can do it. So whenever I feel myself being apprehensive about something, especially if it's something that I want to do, if I'm fearful, I'm always like, okay, I just need to step over that line. And after that, I don't have to look back. Mm-hmm. So if if you know you want to be a part of something, especially if you want to be a part of a community or something like that, mm-hmm. just take that first step. 
it's the hardest, but after you take it, it won't seem, <laughs> you'll realize yeah. that it wasn't that hard. Yes. And you'll be so happy that you did. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that that happens over and over and over again. So I would definitely encourage anyone that's feeling that way. If you feel it in your heart that it's something you want to do, mm-hmm. if you know the fear is there, it's probably the step you need to take. Yes. Embrace the fear. We yes. need more of that. <laughs> and then something else you said reminded me. So somebody that maybe like they don't have like a set community like you mm-hmm. do, but they do want to throw like an event or mm-hmm. something like maybe they have a blog or like a book or even just like want to do like a get together. Like I think a lot of the time it's that fear, like what if no one comes? Right. So like how has that process been for you? Like promotion wise, like was that ever like a fear for you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I wouldn't say that it was the main reason that I didn't want to do events, but for me, I do like to have that level of comfortability. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I had my little pilot with (laughs) a few people like, all right, I know two people are coming (laughs) because I know them personally. (laughs) And then someone else is going to bring two other people. So for me, I do like to have, you know, kind of a little, like a little survey Mm -hmm. of how things are going. I definitely, um, admire people that just take the plunge and go for it Mm -hmm. and I think that it can work either way so for me Mm -hmm. it was somewhat of a fear I will I just pride myself on if I'm going to do something it's got to be to a level of excellence Mm -hmm. so um, I wanted to really kind of build the community and the online um, influence first and then people were asking for those events so I felt confident Mm -hmm. to be able to start that but I had another friend who um hosted an event and I attended her event. I believed that it was maybe her first one like the the style that she had, but I wasn't aware that it was like her first first event. And it was so awesome because we were at the event and she was doing a giveaway and she said, you know, I wanted to have this first giveaway. I had already had in my mind that it would be for the first person that bought a ticket because you know, she said exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. When you're hosting something, you're kind of always like who's going to show up, you know? And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I'm so interested. And then she said it was me. (laughs) She was like, you were the first person to purchase a ticket. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Because I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have even expected that that me, you know, doing something that I felt like I wanted to do was going to kind of take that edge off for her and that ease. Like, all right, this is happening. Like, Right. Somebody's already got a ticket, and then it just started rolling after that. So I would say both ways to just, again, step out on that fear and uh, and cross the line. And also, if you're a person that is like me and feel like you should support someone, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's someone on the other side of that that may be wondering, is anyone gonna come? Or you know, so so that's what Phoenix Girl Boss is really about: supporting people and knowing that you have a community that's gonna show up for you. Right. I love that. And that also really ties back to like, if you're like afraid to go to an event, like thinking about it, like, oh, like I'm helping this person Correct. too. Like that mindset, like service almost. Yeah. Like, you can both equally be helping yeah. each other because they're hoping that you come and you're hoping that, you know, that you can come and not be nervous. So just everyone just acts on, yes. you know, what they feel <laughs> a little bit more. Yes, we need that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so something that I thought was really interesting is that you were not originally from Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, so I learned that. So I do like a little questionnaire mm-hmm. uh, with everyone. So I thought that was something like surprising to learn about you. So you are right. I am not from Phoenix. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. And Phoenix has always had kind of a soft spot in my heart because 
even though I didn't grow up here, um, my grandparents retired in Phoenix. So I've been coming out here since I was five years old. And so for me, I've seen a lot of the growth and the changes in Phoenix over time because we would come out every year. Mm-hmm. So even though, like I said, I didn't grow up here, but I feel like it's kind of always been my second home. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 15, my almost my entire family moved here. Um, my older sister stayed back. <laughs> but um, I think that because my first encounter with Arizona in general I was so young Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a completely different world like I come from the city obviously Phoenix is a huge city now but Mm -hmm. um, my grandparents retired out here so when we came to visit they were in an RV you know park (laughs) and I thought that's how everyone lived I was like oh my gosh everyone just drives golf carts and (laughs) you know it's just like this little fairy tale land of just you know beautiful mountains and and Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't really grasp real life in Arizona mm-hmm. versus like what I was used to and just like lots of freeways and city and mm-hmm. um and busyness so Phoenix has definitely turned into that but <laughs> um I think that that was why it was easy for me to mm-hmm. really feel like this is home and also Phoenix to me is like a land of opportunity um you know where I'm from everything's very established mm-hmm. there isn't a whole lot of new I mean that's changing Detroit is changing but in Phoenix, I feel like it's just constantly growing, building. There's always so many new things that are popping up and happening. So I was just like, Phoenix is it. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, like, if you could take over any city, I feel like Phoenix is a perfect place <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, to own whatever you want. Yeah. You know, like people mm-hmm. go to L.A. to make their dreams come true, but they're depending on the city itself to kind of make that happen for them mm-hmm. and the opportunities that are already there. Where I feel like Phoenix is a place where you can create opportunities. Oh, I love that. Go, go Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix Riser. That's awesome. So even like going back a little bit further, because mm-hmm. like you said that you were shy as a child mm-hmm. and like your mom kind of pushed you like, oh, like you can't be like that shy in this yeah. world. Like, so tips for somebody who maybe never got over like shyness mm-hmm. or still struggles with that. Right. Just because like when you say that, I'm like, oh, because like you're running Phoenix Girl Boss, like you're always like at these events, like networking, all these types of things. Like how does someone get from point A to point? That can be hard, for Mm -hmm. sure. I definitely think that the first step is getting out of your own head, Mm -hmm. because that's most of what causes us to not do things. And for me, I just, even though I was pretty shy as a young child, I always knew what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I definitely was not shy with my opinions or things like that when I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. So... For me, I just had to change my mindset, and thankfully I did have the support to do that. But I would just encourage anyone that feels that way to know that everything that they want, it sounds cliche, is literally on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you you know want to get over or want to get into, if you just focus on probably doing the opposite of what you would normally do, <laughs> that's a good exercise to start with. <laughs> so kind of just pushing yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, go to that event by yourself. I've had plenty of people show up to our events and they're like, I'm kind of here by myself. I'm like, great. Everyone comes by themselves <laughs> just about their first time. Like, it's awesome. And it's like, oh, wow, I had no idea. If they would have never done that, they would have never known that that wasn't so unusual. Mm -hmm. So that would be, to me, the first step is just to 
do the opposite of what you've been doing. If it hasn't been working for you to jump out of your shell mm-hmm. just yet, then try something different and, you know, find a few people that can support you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you go to Huge. the gym, you know, people yeah. want a partner <laughs> because they know that they can't really count on themselves to pull themselves out of bed every time. But exactly. if you have some accountability, that can definitely help. So being like the leader of Phoenix Girl Boss, like that's all about community. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody... I guess, define who their community is Mm -hmm. and build that. I would definitely say that for me and my experience, one of the main reasons, like you said when we were first introduced to each other, that you didn't even know that I was (laughs) behind Phoenix Girl Boss, but that was very intentional for me. Um, Not to say that everyone has to choose that path, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want for the community to be focused around me, my life necessarily, Uh, my journey or even my friend group Mm -hmm. I really wanted to find out who was genuinely interested in the core values that we had which is supporting local businesses supporting other women Mm -hmm. and just having that community so I kind of kept that hidden uh, on purpose just because I wanted that to happen very organically Mm -hmm. so once I figured out who that core group was based on who was attracted to the community, I was able to navigate a little bit better from there. And then it got to a point where (laughs) it made sense. Like people are like, who am I talking to? Um, (laughs) To present that. So that was my path. And the way that I chose to do it was to not define it based on myself, but just to really let it define itself. And, um, and the people that are for you will find their way to you. And I've always just been a a big believer in people that take initiative. I really try to celebrate that. So Mm -hmm. the people that have been there with me since the beginning and show up, like I definitely, you know, celebrate them and and try to keep encouraging and give them all the benefits that they can get out of the community. Um, Because again, that I needed them just as much as, you know, Mm -hmm. they needed the community, so. Right. Love that. Yeah, that's great. Going over into like the social media side, because mm-hmm. that's like you said, it kind of started out like as like just like a digital space at first. Yeah. So social media, I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And you're a perfect example of like, the amazing things that can happen from it. Because I feel like you're like the debunker of like, <laughs> social media is bad. Like, no, it's not. Like so many beautiful things can happen. So many relationships. So like thoughts on that. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I think we all have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> I try to give it way more love than <laughs> than yes. any negativity just because it has really, you know, connected me with so many people. And what's been really cool is, you know, I have my own personal Instagram, but obviously I'm on the Phoenix Crow Boss Instagram all the time. And so since that is primarily focused on, you know, only local businesses or things happening and the women in the community funny but the feed is just so positive yes it <laughs> because <is>. of um <laughs> or just even what I see from other people because of what I and my team have selected mm-hmm. to you know follow along with that makes sense and I think that with our own personal selves sometimes in the way that we use social media we again go off of like the people that we know that we're friends with and just the things that are familiar to us rather than being very intentional with what we're engaging with or what we're following and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I've definitely, it's so funny, I can switch back and forth between accounts Mm -hmm. and I can 
majorly <laughs> tell the difference because this is such like a very defined space. Yeah. So I would just say that if, you know, if you are a person and I'm human, I get annoyed with social media sometimes. <laughs> um, but if you are finding that, tailor what you consume and and then you will feel positive about it it will reflect positively upon you um and and you can really just zone in on the type of connections that you're really trying to make and utilize social media for mm-hmm. that so you have a lot of stuff going on so you have phoenix girl boss mm-hmm. you also have a blog you mm-hmm. also like you just do a lot of things so mm-hmm. tips for balancing it all like when you have so like your hands in so many different things oh my gosh yes <laughs> it's hard it's a lifelong struggle <laughs> but um, having a routine is huge, you know, and depending on what your personality type is, I'm very big picture. So um, I can spot details, but I don't really always like planning out the details. Um, so you just have to, to me, focus kind of on your weaknesses okay. because those are the things a lot of times that need more of your attention. Mm-hmm. Because if you are strong in the fact that you know the big picture, then that's probably not something that you're gonna miss. Mm -hmm. But if you know that you're really bad with like scheduling out your time, then just really try to focus on that because it's super important. So a schedule is key Mm -hmm. and, um, but mixing it up with some fun. You gotta have fun in between because when things get crazy, you'll either shut down completely or you'll just, you know, not have any fun at all. So Mm -hmm. just maintaining a balance, keeping your schedule, but then scheduling in your times for breaks and scheduling in your fun yes because I feel like it's so easy like especially in this community and even in this era when it is like the time of like side hustles and like Mm -hmm. really like approaching your passions Mm -hmm. along with like maybe traditional work or even just fully into that it's like oh wait I never took a break or I never like oh like I I don't know I didn't shower like even things (laughs) like that like so it's kind of like a weird time because you're so passionate about these things but I also think it's important to like schedule some time to like maybe have fun or like self-care or anything like that like any thoughts on that like incorporating self-care into the busy all like the things going on oh absolutely (laughs) I'm all about (laughs) self-care um yes that's so important and and again I would try to realize where you may be lacking. And sometimes that's in your personal life or your family life. You're so focused on the hustle or focused on the job and work and all of that to um, set aside that time. And I know it might seem silly, like, oh, of course I make time for my family. Mm -hmm. Or of course I made time to shower, you know. (laughs) But if you're noticing that you're not really doing those things, then yes, you absolutely should have something. I I recommend everyone having at least one thing that they can maintain for them, whether that's like getting your nails done or getting a pedicure or um, getting a massage. You can always do all of those things, but have something that you do consistently for sure so that you have something to look forward to and you know when you're going to get your rest. So um, one of the things my sister, who's also a busy bee like me, she uh, was telling me the other day that she's so happy. She's like, I've been doing so good. I get my massages and my facials like consistently. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. That. And that's a huge thing for her. Yeah. And I've noticed a difference because we're kind of accountability partners. And um, yeah, I've definitely noticed that that makes a huge difference. So awesome. schedule your self-care. Yeah. So what's your thing right now? Like what's your like treat yourself moment right now? My treat myself <laughs> moment <laughs> is... Honestly, just 
at the end of the day when I decide this is the end of the day, mm-hmm. not doing anything else. And I'm not always that great at it, <laughs> but that's something that I've been focusing on. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm done with today. Even if it seems like it needs to carry over, I can pick it up in the morning, you know, time for family, my husband, and just having that relaxing time because I've done many times the work all night, work all day, and then, you know, you just don't have that cutoff point. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's my self-care is to have that cutoff point for the rest of the evening. Yes. We all need that. Like, that's a good one. <laughs> As we're wrapping up, I have two more questions for you. So before we head into the rapid fire, oh, you're not going to get right. away that oh easy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, it's cool to hear your journey. And I feel like I even knew this about you going in. Like, the, if you want something, like, you'll make it happen. Like, you'll go after what you want and kind of make that opportunity. Where does that come from? And how can somebody develop that trait? I it's hard to say where it comes from, to be honest. I, If you were to ask my mom, she would definitely say that I was born with it, um, that I was, like, punching her belly when I was still <laughs> <laughs> inside. So definitely something that I naturally have of just knowing what I want. Mm-hmm. But it didn't come natural to me to always go after what I wanted uh, when there was adversity. Mm-hmm. So that I really had to learn. And I think we all, you know, kind of know what we want or at least know what we like and what we would hope for. So I think that if you focus on that and realize that anything that's worth having is going to be a fight (laughs) and just know that going in, like that's, that's something that I have. Like I am a fighter in the way that I'll fight through things. Mm -hmm. Um, I also can be sensitive though. So, you know, I'll be the person that's like fighting and crying, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, just staying consistent, just knowing that to me, I've learned over the years and it took me a long time to learn this, but there isn't really just that peak that you're going to hit. You're going to have peaks and then you're going to plateau and then you just, you don't have to take that next giant step and it'll seem like you're on the next level. But I think if we have that mentality of we just have to reach this epic point and then we're good. we're setting ourselves up for failure so just knowing that um, you're gonna have to keep reaching and just being okay with that Mm -hmm. and I think as long as we all learn those lessons and just understand them it really will help us in the long run yes Lauren yes I (laughs) totally agree that's such a mindset right now and I I noticed myself doing that she's like oh once this happens then I can just like take a break and like it'll all be good but it's not like that it's not (laughs) they sold us a fake dream you know we're all like oh the fairy tale or this or you know once I get this yeah but it really isn't like that and it's kind Mm -hmm. of beautiful because it's like we get to live out so many different accomplishments and you know you don't have to feel like a failure because you're not at the highest point that you thought you were going to reach Mm -hmm. celebrate each level that you reach yes I love that okay last question before rapid fire what's coming up with Phoenix girl boss that you're excited about oh my gosh so there's definitely a lot of things coming up Um, some things that are still in the works that I can't talk about yet but we are definitely gonna have more events throughout the year And the next event that we're kind of collaborating with, we always usually collaborate, but this one's kind of unique because I'll be hosting. And um, it's not Phoenix Girl Boss's event, but we're partnering. So there is going to be a um, 
all women's chef competition that we're partnering with, which is really cool. So it'll be a great way for um, people to kind of find out like who are the lady chefs, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So I was approached by, um, someone who is a chef and she was like, what do you think about this idea? So we're doing that. So there's definitely lots of details coming out very soon about that. So that's up and coming and also um, an event later in the year that's going to be primarily about self-care. So we were talking about, we will tune in. (laughs) Yes, we will have lots of advice and tips and and all that on how you can really kind of balance this, this life that we're all living. Yes, for sure. Amazing. Super exciting. Okay. So we're going to dive into rapid fire. Okay. Texting or calling? Calling. Heels or flats? Heels. My day is not complete without. Oh my gosh, I used to. I would. The first thing that comes to my mind is ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But I've been really good for like probably the last year. I used to have ice cream every day. Like every night I could my day was not literally complete without ice cream. But I do not do that anymore, so I can't even believe that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I like it. I support ice cream. <laughs> um, I'm inspired by I am inspired by stories of overcoming and favorite book or podcast that's inspired you that you think everyone should read or listen to wow i really like the influencer podcast oh with julie solomon yes so good it's really good and it's not i feel like what you would expect Mm -hmm. just like oh it's for influencers and bloggers like it really has a lot of great information for tons of people books oh man I mean, obviously, girl boss. <laughs> yes. Love. For sure. Awesome. And then, I am most confident when? I am most confident when I am, like, wearing an outfit that I love. Love, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, they say, like, look good, feel good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not all about looks, but I definitely feel like, you know, when everything's put together, like, okay, my hair's done fresh pedicure I'm wearing like a killer something I you know what to simplify it I would say I'm most confident when I'm wearing sparkles (laughs) (laughs) I love that I need to like get a quote of that I like love that (laughs) I literally tell people that like if you're feeling like a little iffy if you Mm. wear something sparkly it just instantly changes your mood I love that my mom will love that (laughs) awesome and where can everyone keep up with Phoenix Girl Boss and you Awesome. So you can keep up with Phoenix Girl Boss on Instagram at phx.girlboss. Um, you can also find us on Facebook if you just look up PHX Girl Boss. And uh, you can keep up with me if you'd like at lauren.lux, L-U-X. My blog is www, if anyone uses that, <laughs> lookinforlux.com. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Lauren. As she said, you can follow her at phoenix.girlboss on Instagram and lauren.lux on Instagram as well. So make sure to check her out. Super awesome stuff. And then you can stay tuned if there are any events coming up close to you. And last but not least, my variety favorite. It's been over a week since the news came out, but I need to talk about it for a variety of reasons. The popular early 2000s Disney show, Lizzie McGuire is making a comeback 
And if you follow me on Instagram, you already know that. I was super excited about it. I'm also very curious about how this will be pulled off. But taking a step further, this news was announced at Disney's D23 Expo. They announced a lot of stuff this year because their streaming platform is coming out soon. They announced a ton of other shows and movies. So it's really smart of Disney to add this nostalgic lineup like Lizzie McGuire to the mix because people that watch that show are now in that age range that mostly uses streaming services and not traditional cable anyway and using the streaming service is the only way to watch Lizzie McGuire so it's kind of like a smart move on Disney's part typically anything Disney does is a gold mine but when they first announced their streaming service a few months ago a lot of people myself included weren't too excited about it It was just like okay another streaming platform but at D23 they announced the lineup as I said and I'm a lot more interested now so the lineup lineup included a series with Jeff Goldblum, a live action Lady and the Tramp, a Marvel TV series about Thor's brother Loki, actually starring Tom Hiddleston, the actor that plays him in all the movies, as well as other movies like a Christmas movie called Noel with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. And Disney also announced that they will be doing weekly episode releases rather than the streaming binge watch style, according to The Verge. I think this is a good method to follow for all the other streaming platforms out there that make Making that investment into original content will be the only way to survive because like as I said when I first heard about it and a lot of other people it's kind of like okay cool another streaming platform or maybe I can watch Hercules or like an old Disney movie on I didn't know what to expect but they have a lot of new content which makes it a lot more viable for people to want to get into so I think that's probably going to be the only way to survive is a lot of original content as we see this streaming war keep waging on so will you be getting Disney plus let me know because I'm super curious. To watch Lizzie McGuire, I may have to, so I'll report back on that. And that's our show for today. If you found today's episode helpful or interesting, make sure to share it with a friend or a coworker that needs a little happiness and motivation and you feel like that needs to hear Lauren's message. And if you want to help the show reach even more people, don't forget to rate Working Girl Talk five stars and to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week.